Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Daring do. Daring action. Daring. I love this word. I was so excited when I saw it come up. Never what do you heard, love about that? I've never heard it. It reminds me of like, oh my god, what's the guy's name from um, ah, uh, uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle? What's the uh, the 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 guy the Dudley, guy right? Yes, exactly. Like I was thinking of Dudley mm-hmm. Do Right as daring. That's exactly Do-Ray. what I thought of too. Right? That's that just yeah. feels feels right. <laughs> I'm sure it plays some part. Yeah. So I'll t- I'll, I'll tell you what I have. It's it's Please do it's funky. Um, I instantly think of like a, like a daredevil trying to jump a canyon and I wrote daring is a daredevil. Don't do what daring do. Um, but, uh, so as a fan of dexterity, I skipped the dexterity because I think I can't get much further than just trying to flick something across the chasm. Although mm-hmm. making that chasm wider and wider and still trying to flick straight across it is super cool. Nice. Um, but I went in a different Don't worry, direction. I've got dexterity covered. Awesome. So. Great. So I went in a different area and it was sort of like mathy, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Like a board filled with shapes. Uh, and this could be cards, but I thought the shapes would be interesting. Uh, and not like like polyominoes or anything like that. I thought more like like tangrams with like weird like pointed shapes and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, you're going to pull items maybe from a bag or whatever and then place them where they fit on this board. So the board is the trail that leads up to the ramp, the chasm, and then the ramp on the other side. On the side of the board is your like your motorcycle or whatever. And you could take this little tangram and place it anywhere that it can fit. So let's say it's a rectangle. I can add it to the road to make the road longer, which is going to give me more, more time to get speed. I can add it to the bottom of the canyon to make a deeper hole, which just makes it more dangerous or whatever. I can make it add it to my ramp to make a higher, higher jump or add it to my motorcycle for some sort of like stat. And then I thought of just like cramming these into different areas and even like going across, like this is the part that I can't really even explain was just like filling them in over the, the gap of this chasm, which kind of shows the trajectory of your, of your jump and things like that. And then I thought that like, it could be a limit of time or a limit of piece, pieces used or whatever. So whenever it ends, you're going to look at it, see how far you went, see how high you went and see if you made it across. And I hmm. real time would make it really cool. But mm-hmm. I just imagine just throwing these little tangram things down, squeeze them into all these spaces and then sort of assessing them to, to see, like see what, see what you were able to do. Nice. That's what I got. That sounds that sounds a lot. Did you see the uh, Kickstarter for Jetpack Joyride, the game? Oh yeah, yeah, that looks cool. So that sounds a lot like it. I guess so. It has a real time element. Yep. It has polyominoes, but those polyominoes are placed end to end to create a path. Yep. And so you can rearrange this path however you want, and it shows your path throughout this this science thing. But it seems to me like yeah, you're you're going more like methodical where like you have a sh- like what i'm imagining is like a silhouette of a ramp a silhouette of a chasm yep and those are like almost the ideals that you're like s- s- reaching for 
and like however far off you are like you get deducted points but like you can use whatever pieces that might help you on the ramp like with the jump and so like you could in you might not get as high as you would hope with an ideal ramp but you can maybe go farther or maybe exactly. you can go higher all right i wrote when Neat. time is called players can see how they did see if they passed it if they fell in if they sawed out or if they overshot and then score mm-hmm. score basically everything nice i like the idea of tangram games yeah that's what that's what i should change the grand museum into <laughs> polyominoes are over. It's all about ten gram games. Polyominoes are so 2018. <laughs> <laughs> well, can I tell you the word vomit that I wrote down on my page? <laughs> I daring do it. Okay, cool. So uh, I naturally went into like double dog dare you. So I, I dare you to do something. Um, and then I was specifically thinking about double or nothing, I guess, which shifted into more of a bet. Okay. Um, where you can dare someone to do something dangerous, they take risks, and something bad could happen. So I was thinking about taking a normal action, which is guaranteed. You can just take a normal action, and and it's fine. Um, but you could also double down, uh, and then there's also a consequence. But for some reason, I was thinking that the double and the consequences both have a very slim chance of happening. And so almost every turn, you would want to double down, because why not? You have just, you, you, you're you probably just going to get the normal thing anyway, so why not just do something daring? But when something bad happens, or when something good happens, that's an intense thing that happens, because it's pretty rare. Um... And so I'm thinking of games where that kind of happens is craps where you're tossing dice into kind of a, a pit. Yep. Um, and then the, things started getting weird where <laughs> I was thinking about, well, what are you doing that it could maybe go bad or maybe go good? So I'm thinking about scientists specifically tossing resources into a converter of some kind Okay. where they, they made like a multiplying machine and it only works with certain things and it only works a certain number of times. Most of the time you throw a brick in there, you just get a brick back. But sometimes you get two bricks or three bricks, or sometimes the brick just disappears. And so I was thinking about um, what, so I was thinking about what happens to the resource while it's in the converter. And I was thinking about it picking up stuff as it went through. So it's possible that the brick could go, go through and, somehow drag along a bunch of bricks with it when it's in this alternate alternate brick dimension or whatever. And so I was thinking about physically pieces with magnets on them. Oh, man. And then you throw it into some kind of chamber. And so you throw it in there, and then whatever is stuck to the original piece, you get to keep. And so it's possible that your piece doesn't come out and it's stuck in there forever. Or it's possible that it comes out and it's just five or six things all stuck together. That's really and cool. So, Very like Katamari-ish. So was, yeah, exactly. Katamari Damacy. I was thinking of uh, Perspective, uh, Prospectus, which was that game that had a crystal ball, which you would throw like resources into, and some of them would fall in, some of them would fall out. doesn't matter. But um, I was thinking, then this shifted, so we're completely away from Daring Do. Like, Daring Do like, has nothing to do with this game at all. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but the, the ship is, you have a ship on a board, and the ship is magnetic. 
and all of the goods spread around the board are magnetic too. And you are flicking your ship to pick up stuff to deliver them. But your ship, as it gets covered with stuff, it is a lot harder to flick. It either gets heavier or the harder you flick it, stuff might fly stuff, off. Yeah. Exactly. So you, so you might have to naturally slow down the larger you get. And so I didn't want magnets to do like like a giant chain reaction so there's obviously a lot of like barriers and that you can bounce off of but yeah i I like flicking something that changes over time rather than flip flicking the same thing over and over so you have this disc and then it has a disc with like a triangle on it or a disc with like a like a sphere like a ball bearing like how do you change your flicks if that's going to be a piece of it. What I, what that's I, what I did with Daring Do. <laughs> what I love about that is the first flick is so like, it's such like a test flick. You know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. don't know what to expect once you've added something. And mm-hmm. and it's going to take you a turn or two to adjust to you know, how much you need to flick Yeah, exactly. It. You have to calibrate, and then when you pick up something, you have to calibrate all over again. Yeah, I love that. Because like, like uh, there's so many like dexterity games where it's like, all right, let's all do a practice round so we can understand how you know mm-hmm. how much these cards weigh or that we're tossing or whatever it is. Um, nah, no practice rounds. You can't practice. This is a game of <laughs> the complete opposite at all times. Yep. Oh, that's fun. So, yeah, that was a weird one. <laughs> Yeah, that's a so. It's <laughs> a weird part. Yeah, because like you, you have to you have to figure out your trajectory. Like, what if there's a magnet only on one side? So, do you like hit it hard enough to try and like make it spin around, or do you have to like approach it from one side to make sure that you you might not want to bump it near another person so that they can pick it up? If if someone's just sitting in space and then some gold bars come and stick to his ship when he did nothing. Yeah. That would be a real bummer. Like you drop something. Do you go back for it or do you just keep going? Like, Yeah, exactly. That's fun. I like, I mean, I love that dexterity and innovative mm-hmm. dexterity. And there, there's, it's just got such a like bad rap that like, Oh yeah. You see them on Kickstarter yeah, like and they I, fail. And... I really loved um, wishing well. Um, wishing well i really liked um but yeah like you said dexterity isn't isn't going well i mean like flicking dice yeah that's been done before but i really liked my game wishing well because (laughs) people could bet on their own capabilities i had um i spent a good a good 60 70 bucks on seal team flicks which is like nice (laughs) like call of duty but flicking (laughs) (laughs) Uh, like first it's, person flicking it's so dramatic dexterity games are just i i love them so much yeah. but yeah i could see other they are a tough sell have you played uh bambaleo no what's that one it's uh it's probably my favorite dexterity game and it's uh you have like a post with a cork ball on top and this dish like this this flat round dish type thing that sits on top of that and all it is is there's a ton of wooden components on top of there that start on there and all you do is pull them off on your turn and watch it like lean and hope that they don't all fall and the way that the cork ball like holds the the round dish on there 
they don't usually fall and it'll lean really far, like 45 degrees. And they're still kind of on there, all the different shapes. And you're just taking one off and watching it like lean to the other side. And it's, it's really cool. And instead of like adding stuff, you're just removing it and just, and it's, it's fun. It's a, it's that's neat. Very well engineered. If anything. Mm -hmm. Nice. Beautiful. Yes. Yeah, that's that's something that a lot of dexterity games have too. It's just fun to look at. Yeah, for sure. Easy to take in. I still haven't played uh what's that western one? Flick 'em up. Flick 'em up. Have you played that? Uh too much going on. Really? In my, in that in my opinion. Yeah. I get that. But eh, to each their own. <laughs> All right, cool. We will catch up again in a week. That's good. All right, see you later. See ya. Bye.